Live from Crystal Pick Studios in Fairport, New York, it's another episode of Blood, Sweat, and Tim with your hosts, Mark Blood and Tim Mason. Mark, I know that you and I agree that it's critically important based upon the good fortune that we and many local business professionals have enjoyed to give back to our local not-for-profit organizations. Today we have a uh, special not-for-profit segment we have with us today, Lori Van Aken, who's the Executive Director of Catholic Charities Community Services. This is an organization that is, uh, is near and dear to Tim's heart because he's the board chair uh, so uh, he has uh, he has a lot of interest in this organization and is really invested and in so we'll uh, give Lori an opportunity to talk a little bit about uh, what Catholic uh, Charities does in the community. Yeah, one of the uh, great things about Catholic Charities is we serve so many people, Lori, so why don't you let them know uh, exactly what we do. Okay. Well, first, thank you both for having me here today. I'm really uh, glad to be on the show and um, really feel very privileged to be able to talk about the great work that we do. Um, I want to set the context for you, though, because there are Catholic charities. Most people know that there are Catholic charity agencies all over the United States and even internationally. And so we do have a very, very big footprint um, when it comes to serving the poor and vulnerable, which is something that we all have in common. In the Rochester Diocese, um, Catholic Charities, um, actually, we there are nine different Catholic Charity agencies serving as one big unit. Um, and we each do uh, different areas of work. So for Catholic Charities Community Services, we are really, really privileged to work with some very special populations of folks. And they are people who are living with intellectual developmental disabilities, people who are living with HIV and AIDS and chronic illnesses, and then lastly, folks who have sustained traumatic brain injuries. And so these are very, very difficult circumstances. Um, many of our clients are folks who um, are not wealthy, that have economic challenges on top of um, living with different, you know, various challenges and, and, and abilities. So how do, how do those people get introduced to the services that Catholic Charities provide? Yeah, so we get people from all, um, all referral sources. Some are self-referrals. They find us in the phone book. They've heard of Catholic Charities. They know that our mission is to really serve the poor and the vulnerable. Um, we get referrals from other not-for-profit agencies um, often. We also get referrals from churches um, and, uh, and often our own outreach efforts when we're in the community. Mark, I think one of the amazing things is that uh, Catholic Charities actually serves 12 counties across the Diocese of Rochester. So why don't you talk a little bit about your geography, yeah, Lori, because that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, it is a really big footprint. So we do serve from the lake to the Pennsylvania border. Um, and 12 counties, as, as Tim said, and uh, about 3,000 individuals um, through community services each year. So are, are those people being served in like outreach centers in those areas or is are many of the services centralized into Monroe County? Yeah, no, great question. Actually, we have two offices. One is in the Penyan area. Um, we have about 25 staff down there that do all kinds of outreach um, and case management kind of work. In the Rochester area, our main office is on J Street. 
Um, we're co-located actually with uh, several other nonprofits, which is very handy and great for networking for sure, um, and great for our clients. Um, we have about 100 staff located in that area. Then we have 13 different residential homes. Um, these are for folks who are living with developmental disabilities. Um, and they are spattered throughout the 12-county area, mostly in Monroe County, but we also have some in Wayne County, some in Yates County, some in Ontario County. Lori, are there any programs that stand out as being those that you would look at as being most successful that Catholic Charities Community Services put together? I mean, I've been privileged to know about some, you know, trying to get people to financial independence, and I know there's some really amazing programs and work that you, your team is doing. Thanks. We One of our um, fastest-growing programs, actually, is the self-directed program. Um, so for folks with developmental disabilities, um, nowadays the state is really encouraging as part of the Medicaid transformation um, that individuals take ownership of, of um, and, and direct the services they need to achieve the goals that they want to achieve. And so we are... Uh, we went from, oh my goodness, maybe five individuals to now over 135 within a 12-month period of people who want to self-direct their services. And so that means they get a uh, person who's a broker who helps them budget um, the allocation they get from the state in terms of Medicaid dollars. And then we pair them with a fiscal intermediary, and that person helps them actually execute the budget plan and connects them to different services that they need. And that can really go anywhere from somebody who will work with them in the community to learn how to use the library, to learn how to ride the bus, um, to learn, um, explore work opportunities. Um, so so it really depends. It's very, very person-centered. And uh, even throughout our entire agency, we have core services, but they are highly individualized to meet the needs that people have um, with the goal of being independent. So this, so this sounds like it costs some money. Uh -huh. um, and the, the accountant in me always wants to ask the question of how you, uh, how you balance the budget. You have events, you have donors, you have funding sources. Uh, what, what's your challenge in that area? Yeah, there are a lot of challenges. Um, we are, uh, we receive a great deal of public support, which is wonderful from the state. Um, lots of regulations come with that, and uh, there are a lot of systems changes across the state which dictate how we do our programming, and um, often those resources are not adequate enough to, um, uh, to, to really do the work the way we want to do it uh, to meet the needs of individuals. So um, we try very, very hard in doing fundraising events um, and drawing on the generosity of the Rochester community and surrounding you know, counties of, of donors who care about the work we do and feel that um, they want to put their philanthropic dollars in an organization that is going to be a good steward of those dollars. So it's, it's really fundraising. It's um, private foundation money where it's applicable and, and then state Medicaid money and, and other sources. Lori, categorically, what are the types of events that uh, you're fundraising events and things. I mean, I know you guys do a lot, but maybe you can just kind of tell us overall what things that uh, maybe people in our listening uh, group would want to get involved with. 
Right. So you can't see my face. My face just lit up, though, because I love to talk about the different events that we have at Community Services because um, they're really geared toward fun and education. Um, So our year is a busy one. Um, If we start off in March with our signature event, which is called Breakfast with Friends. And we like to showcase the different work that we do, our, our uh, you know, kind of show profile our year, how our year has gone. Um, we have community awards that we give out. Um, so put, your, put that on your calendar. It's breakfast March 3rd um, at the Hyatt at 730 and uh, coming up in 2018. Um, tickets are reasonable, so we really want everybody to come and learn more about us and ways that they can get involved. And it literally is a friend-raising event as much as it is a fundraising event. For sure. So, For Tim, sure. let me let me ask you one question, Tim. I mean, you've you've obviously had a, a long connection with uh, Catholic charities. Um, what what do you get back out of it? You know, what's what's your hook, and how how do you feel as though it really ties into your life? Well, as you know, Mark, I've been involved in a lot of, you know, business organizations over the course of my career, but I think my labor of love these days is being part of Catholic Charities Community Services, and I have a developmentally disabled sister, so, you know, I grew up, uh, she went to Holy Childhood, she participates as part of ARC, but, you know, that's a core audience that is uh, served by Catholic Charities Community Services, so it's wonderful that I can give back to an organization and help lead an organization that that cares and provides services to those people. At the same time, it is associated with the Catholic faith, and I take my faith very seriously. So what I get out of it is the ability to, you know, kind of, uh, I'll say, salute my sister. Uh, My father was very involved with the diocese as well, so I have that bent. And it kind of is just the perfect storm of all the different things that I personally care about in my life. I think that's fantastic because you have the perfect example of of somebody who gives a lot to the business community, who gives a lot to the community overall by their charitable activities. We're really fortunate to have Tim involved. Um, And I'm finding that our board of directors are folks that want to be involved, but they really roll up their sleeves also, Um, whether it's through, uh, you know, sharing expertise or uh, charitable contributions, or really leveraging um, other supporters and really serving as ambassadors for for the work we do. Lori, any success stories you want to point out? You know, I know there's so many, but uh, is there one or two that you can point to that say, this is really the epitome of what Catholic Charities Community Services does? You know, um, you're right. There are so many, but I think my my absolute favorite is is a story of Michelle. Um, and she's spoken at our events before too. Um, but here's a woman who was, um, unfortunately raped and, um, contracted HIV because of that situation, um, literally was on her deathbed at one point and our care manager, uh, was right by her side, Really holding her hand and and saying you can do this, we're here for you, and um, and she did it. You know, she was able to get herself well. Fortunately, HIV is no longer the death sentence that it once was, um, and there is treatment and there is help, and we made sure she got it. Um, she finished her associate's degree when she was well enough. 
She then went on for her bachelor's because she wanted to be a counselor, a care manager, like the care managers at Catholic Charities, um, and give back in that way. And today, she is pursuing her master's in public administration and continues to be a wonderful um, partner um, with through her work now um, on different grants to help um, end the epidemic. Lori, how can people learn more about Catholic Charities Community Services if they want to uh, either volunteer or donate or just learn about the services that you offer? Sure. So we have a fantastic website. Um, I encourage you to, to visit it. It is um, www.cccsrochester.org. Um, so that's three C's and S, rochester.org. Um, or you certainly can call the office at 339-9800 and ask for our development office, and we can uh, connect you and, and help answer questions. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Boy, that sounds like a success story, doesn't it? Wow. Sure does. Thanks so much, Lori, for being here. Thanks for having me. From Mark Blood and Tim Mason, thanks for listening to this edition of Blood, Sweat, and Tim. We hope you'll keep putting your blood, sweat, and tears into your business and that you'll join us for our next BST podcast.